When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Um, okay, so that's the Jets. I wanted to run down a bunch of these under, other injuries. We're going to get to the Colts, too. And we're also going to talk to the Bay. Uh, as well. The Colts news, man. Holy hell, that's a big one. But I want to save that one and save that conversation. Let's run through these injuries very, very quickly. Mike Williams, high ankle sprain. J.C. Jackson, talk about a bummer, man. Like, he, he's already having a tough season as it was. And then now a season-ending uh, kneecap injury for J.C. Jackson as well. But Mike Williams, high ankle sprain. This is for a team that is, oh, man, they, they feel a little lost in the woods right now, the Chargers, Matt. Yeah, it really do. And it just there's another team that's snake bitten. I mean, major injuries at every level, defense, offense, like um, they lose Keenan Allen for this long stretch. They get Keenan Allen back. And as soon as Keenan Allen's back, like Williams out the door, man. And right. um, oh God, I I just can't stand the Chargers offense um, from like a structural perspective, from a design perspective. Um, you know, it's just one of the roughest watches in the league because because they have Justin Herbert and like, they still call plays as if they, you know, Joe Lombardi still calling plays as if he has like washed drew Brees. you know, a lot of like (laughs) a lot of stick routes, a lot of slant routes, a lot of, uh, you know, get quit game for a guy in Justin Herbert who, you know, and I think her, I do think Herbert can wear some of the blame because he's such a good processor. And it's like, okay, first read open, boom, get it to him. Cause you know, cause he reads the defense so well. And he's such a high, high intelligence player, but you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, these guys get open either, uh, except Keenan Allen, who we just haven't seen play often. So now Mike Williams is gone. It's like, I guess we're back to the – it's funny with Josh Palmer. You know, it's he, he replaces Keenan Allen. Now he's just replacing Mike Williams again. So, And I don't think Josh Palmer is that good, and I don't think they have a lot of exciting depth behind him. Like, I think they're a team, James, that should be in the market for a wide receiver at the trade deadline because they are in such – they already – I think that was a positional – Uh, or at least from a depth perspective, was a positional weakness for them, even with a healthy Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, because I just don't think Palmer is like an ideal number three receiver. No. But now with Mike Williams hurt, Keenan Allen, you know, coming off an injury, like they definitely should be kicking around some of these names like Brandon Cooks or Chase Claypool or, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Judy, although he's in the same division and and KJ Hamler also might be available as well. Right. Well, I mean, look, they we've talked about this at length. They need speed. I mean, once Jalen Guyton got injured, that's it was sad. It, it's sad to say Jalen Guyton was the guy that like yeah. helps unlock this offense, but he literally was their only speed guy. They need team speed. Brandon Cooks would be perfect 
Oh my God. Brandon cooks yeah. would be absolutely perfect. And I know he's lost some legs obviously, you know, at this age, uh, but sure. still certainly would be a, a nice speed addition uh, to a Chargers passing attack. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he would be a huge addition. Uh, I don't know how, I mean, the Texans are definitely, you know, one of the clearest cut rebuilding operations in the entire NFL, but I don't know how yeah. jazzed up they would be about sending uh, Brandon Cooks away when they just lost Nico Collins. That would be like an ultimate wave the white flag uh, move, although we don't know how long Nico Collins is going to be out, but right. it is worth uh, it is worth remembering that he did suffer an injury this week as well. If the Chargers don't offer a second for Brandon Cook, because a second round pick would get the job oh, they, done yeah. immediately. I think, a third, I think a third. I think a third. I think good. a third too. I think a third too, but it would probably be like shopped, right? Yeah. Like Houston could then shop that around and somebody else would certainly offer a third for Brandon Cooks as well. But like, yo, you offer us, if you're the Chargers, okay, you're looking at this season right now. Let's get it going. Okay, Let, let's offer a second. Let's just get the deal done. I know it's not mm -hmm. a good deal. You know, it's like if you're the Chargers, you know, GM, you're like, I know this is not a good deal. I know it's a bad deal, but you know what? I got to make it. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those. It's one of those situations. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyways. 100%. All right. Yeah. Uh, David and Joku there, uh, who has been a huge integral part of the Cleveland passing game. He's been seeing tons of volume from the tight end position. He's got a high ankle. He's going to be gone uh, for a little bit of time. I think DPJ has shown uh, some flashes as well. Amari Cooper. Oh my gosh. On uh, the reception perception uh, matchup mayhem article that I write every week, I, I had Amari Cooper as a, a big old smash spot against Baltimore. And he was one play away, maybe one dicey call away from looking like it. Like I was going to hit my number, like right on the head. Um, but, uh, but no, they called it back offensive, uh, offensive PI. And that was a little bit of a bummer. Cause I, I thought that was a 50, 50 call. I don't know what your take was on that. Have you seen Amari Cooper's like home road splits at this point? No. Is they, it crazy? They, they're absolutely outrageous. Um, my co-host at, uh, on Yahoo Dalton Del Don has been talking about this, like just yeah. how outrageous they are. So, but, but it, it, it's not just this year too. In 2017 to 2019, um, the home home and road splits for Amari Cooper: 85.1 yards per game at home, 43.3 yards per game away. That was from Scott Barrett. Uh, Scott Barrett also posted this year, um, just DraftKings fantasy points. Yeah. Home for Amari Cooper this year: 29 or 20.9 fantasy points per game away: 5.9. Um, <laughs> what crazy i mean that's obviously that's really drastic but just yeah, like what are, what is what are the browns got to do should they do they private know. jet him to the games every morning like uh <laughs> so he can sleep in his own bed like whatever his mattress company is they need to get a sponsorship wow. deal done right away with amari cooper because wow. he loves sleeping in his own bed but yeah crazy stuff i just think i, I mean but I th i've always thought amari cooper is like a very very volatile player just in general right. um yeah we've talked about that at length talked about that plenty but yeah losing david and joku now it's just now you're down to that now you're down to that like you're down to amari cooper's your only threat i think in joku is their best non-nick chubb player on offense this year and it's a huge line obviously from a fantasy angle <laughs> so so few trustable tight ends he had an argument to be like the tight end for rest of season I behind know. um you know kelsey <laughs> andrews guys, and yeah. and uh and dallas goddard i think him and goddard were kind of right there yeah. with each other yeah it's crazy man um all right anyways uh the we won't spend too much time talking about the cleveland browns passing game it's a little bit a little bit odd no. although i will say yeah. from a fantasy perspective i will say um, I think Deshaun Watson could be a sneaky little stash right at this point 
um, as well if you really need quarterback help. So I don't know. Anyways, but we'll move on. Uh, how how excited are you though about just sorry? How excited are you about yeah. Deshaun Watson coming back to this environment though? Like I know he's succeeded with some dust before, but yeah, it's just that um, the passing game is so bad. I, I don't know. And, and and defensively though, they're gonna have to. He's gonna have to be good right away because their defense sucks. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's one of the worst. It's the got to be one of the two or three worst units in the NFL. They have good players over there, so there's a lot of they questions do. to ask. I think I think from a I'll, I'll I'll hit that two ways. Defensively, they need to shore up their run game because uh, their run defense. Because if they can do that, it helps everything else, man. Like yeah. they are stressing themselves out trying to stop the run that's why they're getting hit over the top on big plays too it's really stressing out their defense with how bad their run defense is i think it can be i don't want to say easily corrected but it can be corrected to a degree i think Mm. Clowney's got to get healthy i and i think you know miles garrett again remember he went through a pretty significant car crash too you know like for sure where's he at you know like I'm just saying, I, I think if this, if, I think if those two guys, the bookends can get healthy, I think the run game can improve without them having to make major structural changes. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Offensively, it's interesting you bring up the Deshaun. Like, I actually think he steps in and immediately elevates this offense. He's going to have a good head coach in Stefanski. Um, outside zone. They've got Nick Chubb running around doing things, you know, um, linebacker, secondary guys, you got to worry about Chubb. Okay. That's going to open up play action, right? And Deshaun Watson, I think is going to be good there. Um, And I know Deshaun Watson, primarily a shotgun guy. Okay. But that's okay. He's a smart player, uh, super talented, and you're going to pair him up with Amari Cooper, DPJ, um, and can they get anything out of the rookie? Hey, listen, it takes rookies a little bit of time to develop. Obviously, as we noted last week, dudes on the field. The yeah, dude dude's out there the- a ton. <laughs> is he doing anything? Uh, probably not. Uh, but no, I, I think the 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 upgrade at quarterback um, going from Jacoby to Deshaun Watson, I think will be significant. And to be honest with you, I do think he's going to come in Maybe he takes one game back, but honestly, I, I'm really excited about the prospects. I think he's going to come out gangbusters. That's just my thought. And and of course, you don't know what kind of shape he's in, and you're hoping that he has kept himself in some kind of shape. But if he is in decent shape, um, I do think that, uh, that that Cleveland offense is going to see a pe- pretty big bump and pretty quickly too, so we'll see. Um, yeah. Okay, we'll move on. Seattle, DK, plateller tendon injury, reportedly not season-ending it was what a weird scene it was too, right, Matt? Like he gets on the cart and and he says, and he's got a smile on his, on his face and he says, I'm good. Um, and because of that scene, everyone thought bathroom break again, right? Yeah. That was bathroom, literally the joke. Poop cart number two. Yeah. Uh, and then 15 minutes later, oh, he's out for the game. And then it's like, yeah. okay, not only out for the game. It's like, oh, wait, he's got a pretty serious injury. Like it, it really went from like zero to 100 in, in an instant, you know what I mean? But um, DK out of this offense, what do we think? I mean, I think uh, Marquise Goodwin 
popping up out of nowhere and filling that X receiver role pretty well. I mean, we're talking about a, a real talent elevating quarterback in Geno Smith. Uh, so, you know, he can <laughs> elevate guys like Marquise. Dude, it is, really, it is really outrageous how Geno is playing right now because he's not like, you know – he, he's not doing like this, the Zach Wilson out of structure stuff. He's not making like, you know, like he's Kyler Murray or something, making improvisational plays, you know, just go out there and you know, always with the, with the, with the Cliff Kingsbury Cardinals office is like, ah, yeah, whatever we draw up doesn't work. Just go make something happen. Tyler, and, and, and he does. Right. <laughs> right um, exactly. right. <laughs> which, which is outrageous, exactly. but um, you know, Geno Smith is like just succeeding in structure, you know, just, destroying you know cover three looks three deep players there like they're whatever you throw at Gino he's been he's been incredible this year and he's some unbelievable throws against the Chargers which you know you kind of forget that's a revenge game for him he didn't used to play the Chargers Uh, but you know regardless like Gino has just played that good this year that he can elevate these guys like that you know as um as they lose DK Metcalf now obviously you lose DK Metcalf who's a, a high quality I would say right right under the elite tier of like wide receiver ones in the NFL is DK mm-hmm. Metcalf. Like he is right there, but you also have Tyler Lockett who, um, you know, was pretty highly questionable to play that game at all. I know. Um, I, you know, I, I was out of town this weekend uh, at a, one of my wife's friend's wedding. And, you know, I'm just like sneaking a, a look under the table at, uh, at the reception <laughs> at like my phone, like, Oh my God, Tyler I might have to. I might have to find an injury replacement. He doesn't sound like he's going to play. Of course, Pete Carroll. By the way, we'll keep this in mind with the whole DK Metcalf thing. Is the most unreliable narrator of all time when it comes to injuries. Oh okay, yeah, the so, worst. The who worst. knows? We're we're Absolute in the wilderness worst. with DK. But you know, Tyler Lockett <laughs> ends up playing that game when when Pete sounded pretty you know questionable about it. But I think the important thing to remember with Seattle is that they have a real high quality offensive identity right now. They have a a quarterback playing extremely well and they have a running back in Ken Walker, who is doing similar stuff to what uh, Brees Hall was doing with the New York jets, where he has been so good, dude. He's incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. And, um, you know, he's a guy that at this point has become like a big play threat for them. Like he's not, I wouldn't say that Ken Walker is, um, yeah, he's a little Nick Chubbish that in in like he can he can be the playmaker, the big play guy for his team's offense, you know, because of the way he's so explosive. Like just since he took over, um, what is Rashad Penny got hurt in week five, right? So week five, six, seven, uh, these last three games, right. you know, <laughs> he's been an unbelievable big play uh, machine has Ken Walker 19% of his carries have gone for 10 plus yards. We talked about that with Brees Hall on the entire season. 18% of his carries have gone for 10 plus yards. So he has been that good uh, as a big play runner has Ken Walker that I think even without DK Metcalf, this offense can sustain itself because Lockett is a one B receiver because Ken Walker is that type of guy. And because Gino is playing this well, I think the Seahawks will be okay. Even without DK for a little bit of time here, by the way, I was just thinking about this. Like we're, we're past the point now where like, okay, this is a fluke. Like Gino Smith, as you said, is like, he's playing incredibly well. Like, you know, you could say he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Like that's how good Gino Smith is playing. Okay. You know, it's interesting. What what did the Seahawks do with this guy's contract, dude? You know what I mean? Like they gave him a three and a half million dollar one year contract. Like 
do they try to just lock him up early, like right now? Is is that a thing? He's 32 years old. That's the other thing. He's 32 years old. Like, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing with Geno Smith? I don't know. And and um obviously, you know, <laughs> the Seahawks are first in the NFC West right now. Like the season ended today. They go to the playoffs. You know, their know. The, their first round pick isn't going to be high, but they have the Broncos' first round pick, and oh boy, that thing's going to be high, right? Like, so yes, they could absolutely. they could take a quarterback high in next year's draft. Um, so I think they've got, like do I don't know there. I'd have to look at like their current free agent you know situation coming into next year. I don't think most of their marquee players are either on big contracts or they're young like they're getting so much like out of this rookie class they have two starting offensive linemen they have ken walker they have two starting players in the secondary this draft class has been a such a huge win for this team overall massive home run home i mean just a grand slam by schneider man like he just went crazy this draft and then their other marquee players were uh or dk metcalf and tyler lockett who are locked up right on big time contracts so i think you could franchise geno smith and just like see what happens next year um, provided he pr- provided he doesn't like you know go off like fall off a cliff or turn into a pumpkin which i don't think is going to happen at this point because he's just so in in sync with the offense dude he's going to mess around and be the colts starting quarterback next year that's what's going to happen geno oh, smith. No. <laughs> <laughs> smith is going to mess around and be the Colts starting qb next year dude oh no oh my god um no but i i just i'm i'm intrigued man like i wonder if they just try to work a deal with him like right now you know and just like yeah, don't wait till the off like a two-year because, deal or something like that yeah 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 you know because like the interest will be high on geno smith this offseason so i wonder if they just try to nip it in the bud just be like yo we're gonna give you a two-year deal They're like we'll give you a two-year 40 with like 30 million guaranteed and like let's go you know what i mean oh my god it's, i can't believe we're talking about this geno i know smith. it's insane it's, insane. it's so great i love the nfl it's just it's just madness it's crazy it's, it's wild